On this week's episode of Afternoon Rants, the first of 2021, I might add, me and Jared talk with Taylor Frazier, creator of the brand new audio drama podcast, Forward. Me and Jared both act as several roles in season one, which was very exciting to dip our toes into some voice acting. Although Forward is a fictional story, it is based off the true events surrounding a school shooting that took place in Colorado. So I just want to give a trigger warning that we will be touching on some violent topics in this episode. Also, I want to note that this was recorded over a video call and uh, your girl here, I've learned my lesson. I am currently working on my home studio the quality, unfortunately, please just bear with me because the conversation that we have was so much fun. And that being said, without further ado, I'd like to play for you the trailer for season one of the Forward podcast. I always liked school. I was safe at school. I didn't have to find corners to hide in when I was in school. Everyone, please take your seats. Excuse me. Um... Sir, um, we're about to start class. Is there something I can help you with? I need Blue River County spot to respond to the high school, to the English pod for a man with a gun. Doors wide open, follow me. Go, 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 go. I won't leave my girls. I can't. They could have been my little girl. Could have been. Oh my god. Oh my god. After something like what happened at Blue River, some people experienced symptoms of PTSD. I was in the building. My children were in the building. Nothing helps. Every day there's something new. And I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> For some of you, your symptoms may already be subsiding. For some of you, PTSD symptoms will show up for the rest of your lives. I don't want to scare you, but I want you to understand what's happening. Why does it seem like every family up on this mountain has lost their damn mind? She doesn't know what she's talking about. When's the last time mom's made any sense? Been in trouble before and I'm just worried. Worry about yourself, Roger. I'm fine. I've always been fine. What do you think happens when you die? I mean, it's Blue River. Not a lot of things happen in Blue River. Grace, are you still with me? You need to announce a lockdown. All right, so kicking things off on the first episode of the new year for Afternoon Rants, which is really exciting. Um, me and Jared did something. I feel like this was not only my first time voice acting was it yours as well yeah it really was uh outside of the podcast like i've never done voice acting stuff this isn't voice acting <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll consider it voice acting okay it, it, it will, we'll get into this later I, I had to put on a bit of a character okay <laughs> okay well me and jared both had the privilege of being a part of a new podcast that just came out this year called forward and with us today we have the woman behind it all, the, the conception of it. I mean, I, we're going to get into your industriousness. I, I was blown away when I found out how much 
involvement you had in this podcast. Taylor Frazier, thank you so much for joining. Thank you guys for having me. It's very cool to be on your podcast. I got to work with both of you as actors. So I know you in this very specific context and I listen to your your podcast, obviously. So it's it's good to see you both again. I can't help but notice you said you listened to our podcast, but you didn't review. So <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I need to do that because I have been pestering everyone I know. Like, could you review my podcast? Could you? Could you? Could you? I will do that as soon as we're done. I'm, I'm kidding. I had no idea <laughs> when when we started this podcast. I had no idea that stars were a thing until I had a guest like a year later was like, and by the way, I gave you five stars. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's it's actually very important. So I'm glad that you reminded me because that is a way that you quickly move up the ranks in iTunes. Um, So I will, I will absolutely leave you both a star rating and a review because both account towards the algorithm that helps you get to the top. Well, and speaking of which forward is doing fantastic for its first month. I mean, I know it's I was thinking about it today and I'm like I'm getting impatient because I'm like I want more I want more but it's only January 12th so it's been 12 days and we're already in the top 15 percent of podcasts we are almost to the top 10 percent awesome. yeah it's crazy it's kind of unbelievable we were uh number 13 in fiction for a long time I haven't looked at it today but like we are in the top charts officially um, in the fiction genre. So that is extremely exciting to me. So getting into what forward is about, uh, and by the way, it's spelled forward for those that are listening as in the forward of a, uh, of a novel, which I feel like it's actually even misspelled that way. It's a made up word actually people are like you realize you misspelled forward um and (laughs) and i did it's not like a misspell i made it up so it's a it's it's a hybrid of two words and one of them is the word that leah is referring to forward like the forward of a book and the other word is like forward like moving forward so it's f-o-r-e-w-a-r-d so that is confusing just to clarify (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, I, at the beginning of quarantine decided that I was finally going to make my podcast. And so I wrote a 350 page script in like a week. As one does. As one does. Yeah. Very casual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was cool. And then I started recruiting actors and fortunately I got to meet uh, Leah and Jared through that process um, and I recruited 70 actors. So there are 70 actors in Forward. Wow. And uh, Forward is actually based on my own story. When I was 15 years old, there was a shooting at my high school. And so what I've done is I've created an audio drama podcast. Um, and if you're not familiar with the audio drama genre, it's kind of like you're watching a television show. You just can't see the screen. So characters are having conversations with each other. It's moving like the way a movie might move. Um, and so that's kind of the, the format of the story. And the idea is to tell the story of what happens during the next decade. What are the ways in which people heal? What are the ways in which they don't? Uh, what does that look like for people who've survived something so traumatic? Right. So the school shooting, the event itself in this story is only the beginning. It's just the catalyst for. Exactly. It's the forward. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So the first two episodes sort of introduce the town and the characters and like kind of they're dealing with kind of normal small town drama and teenage drama, that kind of stuff. And then episodes three and four are the actual shooting events. And then the rest of the season, there's 11 episodes total, is all the aftermath. So most of the story is actually about what happens after. Uh, And then future seasons will tell the story of what happens to these characters over the next 10 years. It was wild talking with you during the process as we were recording. And you said something to the effect of you have, was it eight seasons? Yeah, yeah, that's right. There are eight seasons that are written and ready to go so we just have to find um whoever it is that wants to sponsor this bad boy and then it it can go out into the world i'm just like blown away by (laughs) the amount of of effort and you know what i mean that you've put into this i mean you we jared and i recorded in august i believe so this oh my god is that long ago a labor of love (laughs) <laughs> oh, totally. It's been a a big, it's, yeah, it's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're in the time of, of COVID, so the actors can't be recording in the same room. So that means you're recording 70 parts individually, and then you have to cut them together, and then you have to cut them together at the speed that makes it sound like a real conversation. So, for instance, when Jared and I were reading a scene together, Jared's playing a character who's a high school teacher. Um, and maybe the person he's talking to is me, but maybe the character is someone else. So I have to pretend to be whoever it is that Jared's talking to. And then Jared has to be able to channel like, uh-huh. Yep. She's a middle-aged man. Okay. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we work through the part. And then at the end of the day, likely my voice ends up being replaced. And so Jared's had this whole conversation with someone that Jared's never actually talked to in real life. Yeah. And I will say, especially, and again, with me and Leah kind of, having this be our first chance to really do anything like this thing. I I just thought it was really interesting to see how everything came together. Right. And especially in the future episodes too. So admittedly, I'm sorry, I'm not up to date. I've only watched the first two episodes so far, but um, so far, like, I think it's amazing how the production was put together because it really does feel like people are having a conversation and you said 70 people. And uh, I'm assuming that you did some of the editing and I know that you have two other editors on board if i recall correctly and you guys have just been knocking it out of the park so far would have taken me nine years to do it totally by myself so (laughs) how it works (laughs) is that um i cut the initial rough cut which is in film speak that's like you a rough draft and then once that's ready i send it off to editor number one his name is forrest and he puts in all the sound effects in the background because when you both recorded you're just in like your studio so there's no sounds in the background but maybe you're supposed to be outside in the woods or something so forrest adds all the sound effects and all the music then it goes off to editor number two spencer and then spencer makes every voice sound like it was recorded in the same room even though they might have been recorded one was in italy and one was in my driveway um and so he makes those voices sound as consistent as humanly possible and then meanwhile we have a composer who goes, okay, cool. So this is the music I like. This is the music I want to replace. This is the music I want to make something brand new. Uh, So then he incorporates that part in. And then it goes back to editor number one, who does the final mix. And then it's done. (laughs) It reminds me of like hand stitching. You know, this is obviously about a, a very heavy, a heavy subject, you know, a school shooting, something that happened to you personally. Um, And you said, 
well, you know, here comes quarantine. It's time for me to to record my podcast. So this is something that you had planned in your head for quite some time. Walk me through what it was like to be able to take this traumatic experience. And um, and then you decided you're like, I, I want to create something out. Of it. Yeah, I had been kind of talking about the idea for three years and procrastinating. <laughs> uh, well, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, I was scared because it is a, a, um, a difficult thing to discuss, period. And I didn't know how people were going to respond to it. And that that made it intimidating. And the other thing is that I've never written a script before. Um, I come from a film background, so I have a lot of direction, production, editing kind of chops, but I didn't know how to write a script. Um, but I kept going over in my head, like, this is an interesting story. It's an important story. It needs to get out in the world. I don't have the budget to make a television show, but I know that it's a series of stories. So how do I do that? And, um, eventually I discovered the genre of audio dramas and I realized like, oh, this could be how the story is supposed to come to fruition. Um, in the process of writing it all down was a really weird thing because I think when you've been through a shooting or when you've been through anything traumatic really you come up with a cliff notes version of the story uh, when you're telling someone new or someone that you love you kind of tell them like oh yeah this happened to me here's the important bullet points and then let's change the subject because I don't want to talk about that anymore when you're writing a script not only are you discussing every detail of what happened yeah. you're also discussing the like weird dark stuff that was in the back of your imagination. Like what are the things that you dreamt about? What are the things that you wondered if your family or your friends were feeling in those moments? You're, you're really exposing this like very vulnerable thing that, and for me, I'd never really talked about this stuff. And when I started writing my script, I interviewed my mom, my dad, and my brother. And in 14 years at the time, we had never asked each other, where were you that day? Wow. And my mom worked at the school. My brother was in the same building because the middle school is attached to the high school. And my dad was trapped in the next town over and they wouldn't let him get to us, which would have been equally disturbing just in a, a different way to like not be able to be close to what was happening. Right. You know, yeah, I, just, I don't think it's a subject people talk about, period, which is weird because it is part of our day to day culture in the United States, it is a thing that happens on a regular basis that three of us have all grown up with. And yet, how often do you really have conversations about what it feels like to wonder if you're safe going into your school or your church or your movie theater? We were discussing outside of the, the podcast before you came on the podcast um, about, I, I said, you know, it's interesting with, uh, with the three of us, you know, I, I'm a millennial. I think Jared's technically Gen Z. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I was gonna say I was born in '98. Whatever that falls into, you know, I feel like the definition gets changed. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, what it, it, it always changes. Did you say '90 or '98? '98. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 22. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, but seriously, I'm turning 23 in April. Yeah. I thought you were like my age. You're older than no, me. No. How are you? 20? <laughs> you're 22. That's hilarious because I had you play a character in high school. Yeah, he's in his 40s, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your voice, you sound older than you are. That's so funny. You're 22. I'm sorry. I derailed this. That's okay. But, but no, okay, no, you're 22. Totally I just turned 30. How old are you, Leah? I'm, tw I'm turning 29 at the end of this month. So Okay, and you're yeah. turning 29. 
Yeah. So we've all grown up in a time where like this was a pretty regularly occurring thing on the news. Yes. Did your schools have lockdown drills? Oh, yeah. Now, here's what's interesting. I came from a a small school, um, a small town, very small. Like I had a graduating class of eight. Or uh, eighty. <laughs> eight. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, that's pretty close to mine actually. Yeah. Pretty small. And um we didn't have um detectors or anything like that. And I noticed as my brother, who is actually Jared's age, was coming up in school, these things started to get implemented, like the 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 drills and the um the metal detector. You know what I mean? Things like that where it was definitely a change, you know, because I feel like um, Columbine was before mine. Mm-hmm. Then there weren't any for a long time. Then there was uh, the one at my school in 2006. And then there were copycat shootings as a result of the one at my school. And so other people in other parts of the country were doing the same thing, like a crazy man would wander in and say, I need you up against the chalkboard. And it, he was doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that was exactly. But when it started at my school in 2006, that was sort of the catalyst that turned into where we are today, that it happens on a pretty regular basis. And I think right now we're in the longest stretch of one not happening because kids aren't in school. But my friends who are teachers say that they are still doing lockdown drills right now with children and making them sit six feet apart. But they're still doing like it's just astounding to me. We had our cast party the other night and there were teachers who were saying, oh, yeah, well, in our classroom, they have a box of cat litter so that if we go down into lockdown, there's somewhere for the kids to go to the bathroom. And I was like, that is extremely disturbing. And the teachers just thought of it like, oh, no, this is very efficient. And I'm like, no, we should all be outraged that there are kitty litter boxes for children in schools in case someone comes in with a gun. That's. I've uh, my mind's blown. I've never heard that before in my life. That's awful. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah, it, it's really strange. So my day job, I actually work. Uh, I work in IT, so not quite with the kids or, or anything. But in every single room in pretty much all of our buildings, we have what's called like these go bags. Right. So if we enter a lockdown situation, we do have stuff to kind of help negate it lock ourselves in the room you know just stuff what so is in it? case you know what's in the box so, so they've never explained to me fully the contents but i think it's like basic food like granola bars and stuff like that like water and like a, there might be a lock in there i can't say but like all of these things that we have in every single room so it, it's crazy because oh. you can't walk into a single classroom without seeing a bright red bag just hanging on the wall oh yeah, I know. That's so just like eerie to me because you know they don't deal with this in other countries. But in the yep. United States, every school, every workplace like has a plan for what we do when this happens. Not if this happens, when this happens. Mm. Talking about this is, you know, obviously this is forward is based off of, uh, you know, real event, your real event and your your and it has a lot to do with your feelings and everything. What was it like, though, because this is an entire town you wrote from. Were there characters based off of real people and were you a bit nervous? I imagine there was a bit some anxiety about portraying uh, certain people, you know, has anybody been able to pick themselves out and been like, is that me? And, you know, 
Yes, <laughs> they have. Um, <laughs> so, so the characters are based on real people generally, but um, usually they're a combination of more than one person. So like the character that Leah played is based on like three different women I know from that town. So if one of those women were to hear it, they'd be like, hey, that's me. And then a couple episodes later, they might go, oh, wait, no, that's that's not me. And maybe it loops back around and then they're like, oh, maybe that is what? So it's it's it has been fictionalized. The names have been changed. Um, inevitably when you're writing a series, you have to fictionalize it because there are pieces that don't make sense. If you try and tell them in order or you, you can't actually include a whole town's worth of people in the story, or that would be incredibly confusing. So you, you have to consolidate people. Um, <laughs> but there have been people who said, Hey, was that, was that based on me? But I was able to honestly, uh, tell this person like, yeah, that, that is a story that happened for real about that part was you, but this character is also based on three other people. So I can tell you who the real person is. You just happen to be looped in because that was a funny story of something that happened with you and I. Uh, but yeah, I mean, of course it's, it's nerve wracking. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. And inevitably there's quite a few people that people are going to recognize. It doesn't matter how dramatically I changed their name. Like <laughs> there's going to be sure. Yeah. Some, some of that. That's just part of the deal. But I did do my best to fictionalize aspects so that people could maintain anonymity and go, well, that's clearly not me because this thing happened and that wasn't me. So, nope, not me. <laughs> right, right. You just get the inspiration from. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a better way to put it. They're inspired by real people. But at the end of the day, they're all fictionalized characters and it's not a documentary. So like, I don't know what that person was really thinking or doing or saying. And like the character Leah plays, for instance, is a middle school teacher. And I wasn't in the middle school at the time. So that whole conversation is fabricated. I don't know if she really said those things. Like I have a, a gist uh, of an idea of what might've been going on from like stories I've been told, but like I wasn't there. So anything I made up about that character while she was in the middle school, like who knows if that's really what she said or what she thought, like that's fiction for sure. So every character has aspects that like I just made up and used my imagination. Well, I would say though that, you know, playing Christy um, was uh, as an actor, because I've done stage acting before, but, you know, I've always wanted to go into voice acting. It was a very... Do you want to tell people who Christy is so they understand what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So Christy is okay. the middle school. Christy is the middle school teacher. I don't want to give away too much. I don't know what I could give away or not. Like, I, I, think you, I think it's okay. I mean, if it's something that's not in the first few episodes, they're going to find out soon anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, my audition was a, a really tough scene where um, Christy is um, uh, evacuating students. And that was like really hard to put myself, like to just be in that moment and to just even just read it and just think about it. I mean, it really actually did like affect me, but in a, in a good way because I felt like it was very well written and I felt like I could really like 
it was believable, but that's what made it upsetting was it was very yeah. believable. <laughs> that's been a weird aspect of this to be like asking people to go to a really dark place yeah. and say like, I need you to go to the worst moment of your life. Like in, in Leah's part that she's talking about, she asks her, her husband is a sheriff. And so the sheriff um, and her having this conversation and the sheriff saying, you have to evacuate these kids. You're going to have to run them across the parking lot. They may be shot at kids may be dying in your wake and you still have to run. And I know that that part is actually true. And Christy is saying back to her husband, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, I know I have to, but I don't know if I can do this. Right. Uh, and he's saying, you know, you have, you have to do this. You don't have a choice. You have to get these kids out you have to get them to safety. And um, like, that is the, the real position that we put educators in every day. But at one point I, I told Leah, like, okay, you need to say goodbye to your, your fake husband in the story now. And I said, you need to say it as if you are afraid you're going to die. This might actually be the last time that you see your husband. And I need you to channel what that would feel like if you were having to say goodbye to the person that you love the most. And you know that there's a good chance you are never going to see them again. And she went there. Oh my God. Like <laughs> the acting was extremely powerful and beautiful and made me cry. Uh, but it has, it has been a weird experience to ask people like, I need you to go to your darkest moments and they do the acting in this thing is out of this world. It's really good. You found some really good, not to, <laughs> not to toot our own horn, but there's also been some fantastic. You should too. You rocked it. So it, you did a really good job. It's, it's weird because it, I've gotten a lot of feedback from either listeners or actors of like, this made me really uncomfortable. And like, on one hand, like that's not necessarily the first thing you want to hear about something you've created. But at the same time, I want people to feel really uncomfortable. The subject matter is really uncomfortable. We should be talking about this. We should be really trying to understand how disturbing this really is because it's a real thing and it happens every day and nothing's changing. So we should be uncomfortable. Absolutely. It's an, it, I was just going to say, just to go with that, it's such an important subject to talk about. And I tried to present like a lot of different perspectives because when it happened, there were, you know, people reacted in such dramatically different ways. Like my, the character that's based on me, um, I remember telling people like, this isn't real. It's a drill. Like it's clearly a drill. Like that was definitely a door slamming. That This isn't real. It's okay. Ha ha ha. And then meanwhile, there's the girl in the corner who's crying hysterically, which, you know, makes sense looking back on it. But at the time I was like, well, that's, that's a big reaction. And then, you know, there's somebody who's making jokes and like laughing over in some other court. It's like, everybody has very different reactions to these extreme circumstances because your brain can't wrap around that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I tried to, as much as possible, represent a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different emotional coping mechanisms, I guess. So there's three episodes as we're recording this right now available, right? Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how... How often will episodes be uh, uploaded? Uh, any any idea when season two will be coming out? When, what, what dates can we get here? So the next episode is going to be released this Friday. And then oh, the perfect. rest of the episodes <laughs> will be released every Friday from here on out until they're done. Um, and there are 11 episodes total. So once those are out in the world, then we'll start getting getting going on season two. I thank you so much for coming on this podcast today and, and, and talking with us about 
you know, everything that went into to making forward. I, I got to tell you, it was definitely in such a dark year with 2020. Being a part of this was like one of my definite highlights being able to. And I just so appreciate you, you know, and I'm sure Jared feels the same way asking for us to, to lend our voices to this because uh, it, it not to sound morbid, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's. I mean, you're right. It, that is that is interesting. You say that because so many of the actors, like, we get done recording the parts, and we both are like, "Well, that was fun," which seems like a <laughs> twisted thing to say. Right. But I think it's actually a very useful way to process something scary. Yes, because what you what the three of us did together was that we played, and as adults, you don't get to do that. But when you're a little kid, you get to be like. I'm Pocahontas and look at me go and look at <laughs> this is my best friend who's a raccoon. Like, and we don't, we don't do that as adults. So it's really interesting to have an experience where you get to play and like Jared's character. I, I don't know Jared that well, but my guess is that Jared's character is very different from real Jared. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so to hear him get, so he's a high school teacher who's like extremely uh, right leaning and he gets extremely angry if anyone contradicts anything that he says about conservative politics. And, and when we were like first doing it together, like I think Jared started, started off in kind of this like calm kind of way. And then as we went, I was like, get angry, get like so angry. <laughs> and by the end he's like screaming and it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it really was a blast. And the funny thing is once we were done recording that night, my parents were like, are you okay? Like what was going on down there? Did that they go south? They could hear you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, they could hear me from the basement. Which... <laughs> Did that go south? <laughs> I'm just really mad about politics. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, thank you again, Taylor. So forward is out today. You can listen to now by the time this episode will uh, be available on afternoon rants, you will be able to listen to all four episodes. Make sure to subscribe. It's F O R E W A R D. <laughs> And uh, it's available on Apple, so make sure to subscribe and uh, give it give it whatever rating you would like. But you know, if it's five stars, ain't yeah, nobody going to be upset. Five stars, yeah. <laughs> we would all be okay with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs>